When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and with me, as always, is your other host... I'm Bryce Johnson. Hi, Bryce. Hi. Episode three. I know, Here man. we are. Ooh, three's a lucky number. Here I we know. are. How has your life changed since we started this podcast? Man, I'm like, I just feel so impassioned to be like sharing all these like cool ghost stories and like weird paranormal events with you, and I think it's... It's it's brought a lot of joy in my life. It's Mike. it's really funny because uh, I've been shooting Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and the cast and crew have been very cool. That they've listened to the first episode, a handful of them, and now everyone's got a paranormal story that oh, they want to tell great. me. And I was like, oh, this is what this is the real reason you do this because you start collecting all these great stories. Yeah. And I was out the other night, and I got a frantic phone call from my friend Bree Blair. Shout out, Bree. Do you know Bree Blair? She's an Mm-mm. actress. Um, she called me in a panic, and she's like, I am driving right now with my friend in Santa Monica, and we are looking out over the ocean, and we are seeing these lights Ooh. go up into the sky, and they are yellow. And we're like, no, it must be a plane. And then a plane came by, and that's not – okay, that is not a plane. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let me tell you. There are some USOs off the coast of Santa Monica. Say, they think there's an underwater uh, UFO base there. There's so much stuff, activity off Catalina Island. She's that's like, right. really? Oh, my God. I was like, listen, you have to email Get us. Get out of there now. I was like, you have to email the show or call in, and we'll do this story. And she's like, Big wait, wait, wait. Club at gmail.com. She goes, wait, wait, wait. Oh, they're just lanterns. Someone's oh, no. letting lanterns out in the sky. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> but, good. But I love... She was on it. Like, she called me, like, yeah. the hotline. Like, it's the Ghostbusters hot- That's hotline. That's so great. And, of course, like, most of these stories, it turns out to be something benign. But You're like, I'm sleeping right now. <laughs> Don't call me at this hour. Like, Do not call me unless you have proof that it is a metallic object. Right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, welcome to our third episode. We have an amazing guest with us today who yep. I have some shared paranormal history that we have not discussed. Please welcome to the clubhouse. You know her from Veep. You know her from her improv uh, team. Team's a fine thing to say. Yeah. Oh, she's giving me the thumbs up. Wild horses. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Here is Mary Holland. Yay! Yay! The crowd goes wild. (laughs) Hi, guys. It's just a bunch of lanterns. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing about me. I look like a human woman, but I'm just a bunch of lanterns. <laughs> oh, I don't believe it. Mary, uh, so where, what I know uh, this is a bit leading because I know you've got <laughs> yes. something in the chamber for us. Well, I sure do. But before we get there, mm. what is your uh, paranormal personal history? 
What do you well, believe in listen, or not believe in? I believe – I really do believe in, in ghosts. I believe in the paranormal. I think there are strange things that happen. There's energy that exists on several planes, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I, I fully – I want to believe slash also I do believe that sometimes beings or energies from that plane will interact that with sound, ours. That vibes right with me. Yeah, yeah, you are in the right place. Yeah. So do you think that these beings, this energy, does that explain, is this a unifying theory for you that this could be not only ghosts, but perhaps demons or perhaps aliens or fairies or that yeah, kind of stuff. Like- I, I do kind I think it does encompass those things. I would say I probably like forces of, I, I would say less that I would define them as demons as much as forces of evil. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's not tied to any sort of Christian, you know, heaven, hell, angels, demons type thing but it is like forces of evil for what what was oh that something Wait just flew across what was the that? room <laughs> i i don't want to demysterious it but it was riley's phone i believe and it was right but riley, riley did the phone was the phone, phone knocked off he's he doesn't no. know he's he saying no i don't know <laughs> i don't know what Guys. happened He's saying, wait, he's miming that a bunch of lanterns flew through the... You know what? That could have been our first happening here at the Collector's Clubhouse. We're sort of out in the L.A. wilderness. We are. Yeah, we're in the middle of it. Yeah, and I was actually just saying, uh, a possible future episode, I believe there's some great UFO lore around this area in particular. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. So uh, we'll peek into that later. But But Bryce, uh, and we sort of touched upon it in episode one, Bryce is very much subscribes to this philosophy. I enter it as well, but I feel like you're very strong that a lot of these beings, such as Bigfoot, are mm-hmm. actually crossing over from an interdimensional plane. Well, that's mm-hmm. such a great segue for what I'm going to talk about today because I can actually tie evidence to that. Uh, that photographic a, evidence, which you're going to love. This is a delicious tease. Yeah, and we'll totally. make sure we put that stuff up on Instagram mm-hmm. and Ugh, the Facebook I page so you can see it. I love visual aids. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. Well, you're going to love this. I got, I, a, I got a nutty one for you. That's oh, part, boy. That's part of the reason I love this stuff so much is I love the eyewitness photo stuff but i also love when eyewitnesses draw mm-hmm. what they've seen i have that for you always so good at it yes. so it's always oh. so it looks you know it's always a, the the cruder the drawing the yes. creepier it is totally i have a photo that's a, literally a drawing it looks like the finale of stranger things like the black <laughs> tentacles going into a kid's mouth i'm not even kidding oh. okay well before we get there mary Uh, I believe you have a story to share today that I am personally excited about because I think that Mary and I have encountered the same ghost at different points in time. It's amazing. Mary. Can you believe it? That, yeah. Okay. So, um... Have you told – you have not told your story I have yet. not told – I've okay. told it before. I actually yes. told it on Julie Klausner's podcast a few years ago, but we have not discussed I've it. I've never heard okay, it. Okay, Bryce okay, has great. never heard it. So um, Michael and I both went to a fine arts boarding school in northern Michigan called Interlochen Arts Academy. And I was there um, – I was there in Ot 1, and I graduated Ot 3. I was there in so, – 
nine nine four. <laughs> I graduated in I don't remember uh, ninety eight. I, I left in ninety eight, so we missed each other. By we a missed years. each other, but um, but yes. So uh, Interlaken it's a it's a really beautiful place. It's very magical. It's in the woods in northern Michigan. It's like this haven for young artistic people. Um, and there's like like practice rooms all over the campus. So when you're walking to your math class or whatever, you're hearing people play on the violin, practice the violin. Like, and they have different majors there. There's music majors, um, voice majors, theater majors, visual arts majors. So it's just really, it's it's this really, yeah. And they're all being defunded. No, I'm just kidding. And everything's <laughs> going to hell. Right, um, no, but uh, <laughs> the arts, yes. We won't amazing. need sure. any uh, use you don't for need the that arts stuff. because we're not going to have the planet anymore. Right. <laughs> That's right. It's, uh, yeah, nothing But matters. it is sort of like one of these utopian societies that we've touched upon, mm. uh, I think, back when we were talking to, yeah, you know, the sacred Pete's, sciences. Pete's uh, summer home in New Hampshire was near that utopian spiritualist mm. <laughs> cult. Right. <laughs> He Which said I, it wasn't a cult. He said it wasn't a cult. On the record. But, uh, yeah, it really is a magical place. It, it is. Um, and part of the history of Interlaken is it was founded originally as a summer camp, still functions as a summer camp to this day, but um, at some point, I, I don't know when 1960s, exactly. 1960s. Yeah. They became an academy. Yeah. They, they started um, making it an academy, but... Uh, in its first few years of being a summer camp, um, there was uh, an incident where a young girl drowned because um, they had a they have a lake where it's right situated right on a lake, and Green they would lake. have sw- oh yeah Green Lake yeah mm-hmm. they would have swimming activities there you know for the summer camp, and a young girl I think she was nine oh, man. at the time that she she drowned, and um, her name was Lois Gruno. And they named a memorial theater after her, a, a recital space. Now, by the time I'm going to interject from moment do. here, because Mary came after my years. And when I was there, the Gruno Theater was still one of our main classrooms and performance spaces. And it was yeah. this tiny little red cottage that sat on the bluff that overlooked Glass Lake. Wow. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Green Lake. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, so we were still using it as a theater. Halfway through my time there, the fire marshal came in and went, this place could go up in flames any moment. So they gutted it. They took out all the old seats. They took out all the old curtains. And it became a bare-bones space that we could still have classes in, but there was like a maximum of 21 occupants, and that caused some drama for rehearsals and all this stuff. But it... I, I, when I was there my first year, it itself, the theater, was this really magical little spot. It, you could feel it. And Good we energies. knew what Mary's about to tell you. The first thing you would find out is the older kids or the kids who'd been there would be like, hey, just so you know, this theater's haunted mm-hmm. by the ghost of Lois Gruno, who drowned in 1927. I love that. Yes. Yes. So, um, and that's true. Like, also, uh, that's so fast. I didn't realize it was still in use up until that point because I was under the impression that, um, so the summer camp at Interlochen is massive, acres and acres of land. They have cabins. They have thousands of campers. So there's tons of like cabins and theaters and spaces that are in use during the summer camp that 
become not in use during the academy year because the academy is so much smaller. And during the winter months, they kind of close down all those cabins and off season. Yeah, the shining. That's right. <laughs> Um, but you're not even allowed to like wander over into those areas. That's where we would go s- sneak off and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> um, cool kids club. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, my understanding of the Gruno theater was that it was sometimes used during this, um, summer camp for a small rehearsal space but totally not off it was off limits when like nobody went in there during the academy year and um i had heard stories from various older students about like oh this is the space on campus that's that's haunted and during my years there um i was there for two years and i i never experienced anything um, I like, I, if I remember correctly, the theater is situated on this little path mm-hmm. and, um, it's somewhat close to the shore. Is that right? Oh yeah. It's yeah. right on the bluff. It looks, yeah. overlooks the lake. Okay. So down the path good from, setting. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right down the path from there, there's like, there's like, our cafeterias right around there and then there's this little patio area with a swinging um chair that sometimes after dinner after lunch or something you go out there and hang out with your friends um it's kind of small i would say it's you know i don't know 10 people or 15 people can hang out there and um it's got a little railing you could look out over the lake it's very nice so my two years there didn't experience anything. Um, I had a really hard time leaving there. That was my first. Me too. Yeah. So it was much so really that tough. I did a postgraduate year there. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> I and it was so that. funny because the day that when I graduated in 97, technically, I remember on the ride home, I had a dream that the school came, like the people in the school, kind of the spirit of the school came to me and said, you're not done yet. And I had no, wow. I had already accepted going to a college. And then in August, I just went, I can't. I can't go to the school. I need to go back and I need to redirect my and get into the, a better school that I want to go to. So it's a magical yeah, place. That's amazing. It really is. It's very, it was also for me, I, I grew up in a small town in Virginia and didn't, um, didn't really, my cultural horizons were very limited. <laughs> um, and going there, I was like, I, I learned so much and like grew so much and met people who were just, life-changing and so when I left there I was really I was scared I was scared to leave there because I didn't know if I'd be able to find that usually most people are uh not are scared to stay in the place with ghosts that's right you wanted to I was afraid to leave it exactly right right. (laughs) so what so what happened on this patio well so I uh I went away to college and that fall I came back to see my friends in a play and um i was there and we i had a great time and i miss my friends so much and every everybody has to be in their dorm rooms by like 10 p.m on a weeknight or something and because i'm not a student anymore those rules didn't apply to me and i was gonna i had to drive <laughs> this is crazy i had a class the next morning back in the college i went to just outside of chicago and so we were gonna draw start driving at midnight basically and get back to chicago at 6 a.m take a nap go to class Man, um, remember when you could do that? <laughs> yeah. 
And so that was the plan. It was me and uh, this friend of mine who made this trip together. And so there I was, everybody curfew was up and I was like wandering around the campus and I missed the place so much. I was just kind of grieving over. I've done this. I've done this. I've I've come back and just cried. Yeah. Mm. And I, so I was wandering around just crying (laughs) and I, I was like, you know, we really did have a similar experience. You know, yeah. You might be on the same kind of uh, frequency, you know? Yeah, for sure. Sad loners. Just a couple of sad sacks. Um, So I wandered around and I wandered around and eventually I wandered to that, that balcony area. Um, And I was like, I was truly not in the headspace at all where I was thinking about anything scary happening. I, I like, I wasn't like, my senses weren't super alert. I wasn't like looking for, th- I, I wasn't it at was all in that headspit. Yeah. It, yeah. And so there I was standing on the balcony, just weeping, just wallowing in my, um, I don't know. Nostalgia. My, yeah. And, um, this feeling, this breeze from the lake. And then in my right ear, someone whispered, I want to touch you. Wow. And the only way out of there is, I had to turn around and like run in the direction of the voice that just happened. But my first thought was, I'm about to be assaulted. Like it, my stomach dropped into my butt and I just, I like mm. turned and sprinted. And as I turned, I like wildly looked around me and there was nothing there. Mm. There was nobody there. And there was like, there's like two or three trees there, but there, there was nothing. They were skinny. There's oh, no one it. around them. May I ask you a question? Did yeah. you intuit it like have a gender or like an age or was it just like a... It was, it was, I initially, and probably because... I'm a woman and this is something we think about. I was mm-hmm. like, this is a man and he's about to do. So I initially oh was like, goodness. that's a man and this is going to happen. Wow. And then, and then, but since then, if, if I look back on it, it's just kind of a generic whisper. It didn't really have a timber to it. Hmm. Um, and this, uh, this actually well, makes me feel emotional because yeah. of my own connection with this story and, and Lois who like my group of, friends were really were like we made an Ouija board and contacted her uh, I'm wow. very curious the history very of this strange. girl and her family well, and perhaps I'm thinking maybe that might have been her father or something um, well, I, I don't mean, know who, who I, knows? I actually right. don't read it as that I think it was her her reaching out to make and look at me reaching that's though. What, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I think maybe. Yeah. No, that's that what I. Been the that's what eventually I interpreted it because as. I think she was desperate to contact mm. the students because we would hear stories about things being knocked over, things yeah. being moved around, and then uh, if are if I can I share my yeah what I, happened well, after just, that just really quickly. So I sprinted to my car. I got my friend. We got in the car and we drove home. And I was like totally like adrenaline wow. pumping. And I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it. And then eventually I brought it up to some friends who um, that I was had gone to visit, and I told them that story. And they were like, "That was Lois. That was Lois. Mm. She was." she saw you crying and like wanted to comfort you. And I was like, yes, that actually, I wonder what would have happened if I had stood there. Yeah. I just had the thought that like, you know, words are so important 
and how we interpret them. Mm-hmm. I want to touch you. You know, I want I to. I want to like genuinely affect you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe. It's I also the creepiest thing to hear from. <laughs> That's right. Body. Exactly. I mean, my first inter- n- initial interpretation was that of you. Like, ooh, that is not. I, I would have gone so yeah, scary. running is, scared. God. So the 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 summer that they shut it down, shut down the theater. Uh, I came back to school for my senior year, and my friend Sadie was like, "Did you hear about?" the theater and I said yes and I go how does it look she's like it's gutted and I said well I want to go see it before class tomorrow she goes it's really sad so we walk down the hill and as we're approaching the hill to the theater I get the just like this wave of chills rushes over me and mm-hmm. I look over at Sadie and she is frozen in her tracks and she looks at me and I look at her and I know Sadie's you know she and I have had we've always talked about Lois and I go and then like a couple kids came out from around a cabin, a nearby cabin. I was like, oh, okay, that's there's people here. And they passed through, and she goes, no, there's something going on. And I look, without talking, I look at the window that leads in what was the girls' dressing room, which is on the right side of the building. And we'll post pictures of this, too, for this episode. Mm-hmm. I took pictures of it recently. And through the window, I could see what I can only describe as like a smudge, it was kind of like watching a Polaroid picture come into focus. Sure, dark the lo- figure. The longer we looked at it, it was it was flesh colored. It was sort of peachy oh. white. It didn't glow, mm. but as I stood there, I could start to see the outline of eyebrows, oh the God. shadow of a nose, lips, and features started to oh form. God. It was just like watching a Polaroid picture come into focus. Wow. Sadie and I are not saying a thing. And it gets to the point where I can see her hair braided down the uh, parted down the middle and braided into pigtails like Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> and that's when I go, well, I'm thinking to myself, I'm seeing things. And Sadie grabs my hand and goes, can you see her pigtails? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I just got chills. I got chills off you too. So this is and the curtain, is the curtain op- opened further. Yeah. Like someone, a hand slid the curtain wider. And I go, well, I got to go take a look. She's like, I'm not going any closer. Well, I, you said that? Mm-hmm. I, I got to go take a look. Uh, so I walk. And the further, the grade drops. So, so when Michael. you get to the building, the the, the window, I'm 6'1". I'm probably six, six foot around the time, too, in high school as a t- tall kid. And so the window is just above eye level for me. So I walk down and I look up and I see sitting in the window, clear as day, a pale alabaster girl oh my god i can see the white of her eyes and she is staring right into me wow and my brain did this thing where i went oh it's um it's david no wait it's robin no wait a minute it's no it's well it must be cat no uh oh uh, uh, uh and i felt this is back when there were still rolodex files i felt my brain spinning trying and so i hard. did not get scared until my brain went i don't know what this is yeah. and then i shot about five feet in the air screamed ran back to sadie wow. we clutched each other and then the feel the, literally like that the chills went away and we look back at the window and there's nobody there wow. that's the best oh my god yeah it's crazy wow well listen we have to move on but <laughs> That's great. I cannot believe we both Holy had, and there's moly. so many other I'm, more so lowest stories, Ugh, and we're gonna have to one. talk more about it too. That's and we, wild. We, we, we might touch on it a little bit, but we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, no, we won't touch on it. We, we will we not won't touch, touch anything. We're not touching anybody here. <laughs> yes. When we come back, uh, Bryce is going to tell us our high strangeness story of the week.
So, wow, that was crazy. Uh, but I can't wait to talk to you <laughs> about more crazy. So my story that I want to bring to the Bigfoot Collectors Club today is about Skinwalker Ranch. Have you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? No. Okay. I have. Okay. It's terrifying. Yes, good. So Skinwalker Ranch is a little, um, it's about 480 acres of rich land in Weintaw County, Utah, just southeast of Ballard. And as far as the paranormal activity goes there, we're talking UFOs, Sasquatch, cattle mutilations, psychic manifestations, crop circles, a Stranger Things-style shadow creature, poltergeist inside the house, and even a rare mysterious presence known only as the Dark One. I mean, you name it there, residents have seen it. So, I mean... Where do we begin? I'll, I'm going to start right around 1996. So uh, it's a ranch house with a family living there? Yes, there's 480 acres. And I'm going to start with the ranch house. Uh, a man named, we know him now as Terry Sherman. Uh, for a long time, books referred to him as Tom Gorman to hide him and his name's family. Terry Sherman and his wife Gwen had two children. They moved to the ranch around 96. Nobody had lived there for a few years. They find all these locks and like these padded bolts and like chains. And what, what is that? Anyway, the next day, they're literally moving in when this huge black wolf, strange, comes out of the woods. And uh, well, here's some. I'm going to show you some pictures. And I'll, these are all up on uh, – we'll put, put some of these up. But this is the entrance to Skinwalker Ranch. And anyway, so he sees this big black wolf come out of the woods. And, uh, and it comes right up to the family. So much so that they're like, should we pet this thing? Yeah, they pet it. They literally place physical what? hands – on, but this, is this is Terry Sherman, and this is what is known in uh, in ancient as, as dire wolf. This is what looks like a dire wolf. It's a and, big... And this is similar to last week when we talked about John Bell seeing the strange uh, yes. creature on his property. This is what kicked yeah. you off on this story yeah. well, to absolutely. investigate the story. Absolutely. So Research it. This is an actual photo of a wolf taken by... Oh, this is crazy. So anyway, they're petting this wolf, and then the wolf sees one of uh, uh, Terry's cattle. And uh, and the wolf goes after it, and it strikes at the cattle and pierces. But Tom goes, oh, my gosh. First, the him and his son start hitting it with sticks, not working. Goes to his truck to grab the rifle, uh, gun. Bam, 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 not working. Grab my rifle. Pablamo, pablamo, not working. Flesh fall. The final shot takes a piece of meat off Did this you, thing. Have you done sound effects before? Because... <laughs> yeah. Onomatopoeia. Is that... That's pretty good. Pablamo. Pablamo. really So a flesh of meat comes off this thing. But the wolf appears unfazed and it just slowly trots back away into the forest. Now this is the start of what would become a hellacious series of happenings on this ranch. After that, I mean, all the hell gates just kind of flooded open. I mean, blue, <laughs> blue orbs. And I mean, I mean, and, and I bring this up because, you know, we often talked about, you know, the paranormal, but they, it usually has no physical effects. Well, on this ranch, it did. Uh, one in, one uh, incident in particular, these blue orbs, which they described as like softball size, you could see them like bubbling inside. They would hang around the ranch. Anyway. And these are floating balls of light. Orbs, floating balls okay. of light. Uh, Terry and his dogs, they, he says, go after him, right? Sends the dogs after him into the field. Yipe, yipe, yipe. There's some more for you. Here's that. That's it. He's too scared to go that night to see what happened. He goes back the next morning, sees what looks like this dried and brittle black spot and, and a viscous, mucousy lump oh. of grease, which were his dogs. Oh. 
So lump of grease. Yeah. So this was really how. To be fair, he had molded dogs out of bacon Uh, that weren't real dogs. Six cats disappeared in one night. Um, But anyway, so so this is where he's like, I think we're in danger here. Um, One in particular incident that everybody loves is he had these prize winning like uh, these bulls, these breeding bulls, and these are big bulls. And one night. His wife's, you know, they're leaving. He says, God, if they do anything to those bulls, we're screwed. He says, he's probably thinking you shouldn't have said that. They get back. They're gone. The bulls, four bulls, gone. He's like, I I don't know. I don't know where they are. Maybe I'll look in that trailer. Like the size of an 18-wheeler. They can't be in there. It's too small. He goes in there. All four of them are in there in a (laughs) trance-like state. He says, Gwen, I found... Boom. They snap out of the state. Boom, bucking, bucking, bucking. And they all buck to hell trying to get out of there. Right? How four bulls decided to go in there. Strange. This sounds insane. Yeah. This sounds like a really, uh, uh, like, disgusting mm-hmm. 1990s horror movie yeah, this that is... I would have been too scared to watch Yeah. In high so school. this is awful. <laughs> uh, here's some uh, photographs of uh, drawings. We talked about drawings of the Skinwalker. They so call what's it, the skinwalker? Let's talk about the skinwalker. So this is this is a These property. These poor animals. What's happening? Well, this is a property right next to a Ute Indian reservation tribe, and the and the Ute tribe felt that uh, there had been a um, an indifference done upon them. And um, you know, there's different theories. You know, one theory is that a shaman opened up a portal. The shaman known as the Dark One. He was uh, fooling around with black magic too powerful because, the you know, to train these shamans, they go through the medicines and they have to learn black arts and white arts. And, you know, and anyway, so some some theorize that, you know, this person might have opened up a portal that they're still, you know, trying to seal to this day. Uh, look, here's some drawings. Look at this thing. Talk about Stranger Things, which is on Netflix. Look at, I love uh, this one. Look at this. It's like oh, how, remember I told you about the kid, the, the thing going in the uh, the kid's the mouth? Look at that. Right. Look at that. So we're it's, looking at drawings of uh, strange creatures that mm-hmm. they've seen. The, 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 the skinwalker. The, the, the skinwalker. So what's the skinwalker's powers? What is he doing? What's well, the, what's, and what, nobody really knows. Have but they obviously, told, obviously, at this point, have they reported any of these Obviously weird stuff there's the UFO connection oh my god the police and authorities are all involved i'm gonna i'm gonna move into that yes of course all the neighboring residents have seen things too and i'm gonna get into why why i love this story and we're at the bigfoot collectors club here is a photo that you will never see of a portal opening and a hairy uh, figure emerging out of it whoa and so this is the photographic evidence taken by nids robert bigelow's aerospace company who we'll get into who owns the ranch now this is a photograph of uh, linking Bigfoot to the paranormal world. And they saw, the reporters that saw this said, this looks like a Bigfoot creature that just came out of a, a portal that opened up in front of our eyes and camera, and now he's walking into the woods. Okay, so we've got so far <laughs> cattle mutilations, yeah. disappearing animals. Yeah. Uh, someone got six cats, brought them to the ranch, yeah. they disappeared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to know more about what six cats were doing well, there. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we've got the orbs, and now we have portals, Bigfoot opening portals. Yeah, it's a whole mess of stuff. Bipeds coming, and you know, out. I want to fast forward a little bit into the the happening started happening inside the house, which and they started they couldn't take it anymore. They started sleeping in the same main room, and to comfort each other, they'd wake up and say, "What did you nightmare last night?" And they all had the recurring nightmares. And but that's how. Now let me fast forward to dun dun dun. dun. Oh, oh, here's a couple more going on Bigfoot. There's a Bigfoot track in snow. 
wow. at the Utah ranch. And look at this creepy paw left on somebody's car window. How fun is that? Ooh. That looks bloody. <laughs> so now comes in dun, 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 Robert Bigelow, uh, a person who's supposedly never written an email. He's a billionaire, a Vegas uh, hotel billionaire. That's and, a, something to brag about. Yeah, and he also owns an aerospace company. He's the only private citizen who has his own floating lab above the earth. What? There he is. Is that true? It's true. Um, so that's yeah, Robert Bigelow. He the hears Justice a, League also have a satellite. Well, oh, there's his satellite. So you may see that's his. Um, so he steps in. He hears about these stories and he says, "I want this place." Maybe. Why? Who wants? Who wants this? Well, he doesn't have email, so he doesn't. <laughs> yes, know. he doesn't. Well, know. he is a paranormal enthusiast, just like us, okay. Michael. And actually, he has a strange connection to a, another great. Paranormal podcast, Coast to Coast. He was a funder uh, for an early, early episodes of uh, of Art Bell's uh, mm. great, great radio show. Anyway, so he was a longtime lover of paranormal. He steps in with his NIST team, and he, Terry, Terry Sherman and his family like, help us. He buys the ranch right there. Strangely enough, he convinces Terry to stay as the as the ranch owner. And now he's part of the – you should read who's on the NIDS board on this place. He puts he assembles a team quite like the Justice League of paranormal experts. It's on skinwalkerranch.org. I recommend anybody to look this up. And all these photos are here too. Um, so they put together like this UFO team out of like the books. Jacques Vallée, like uh, John Stan Alexander. Friedman. Stan Friedman I mean, on that team? It's Yeah, he's not. But uh, I mean the Department of Defense is on there. And that's, that's a lot of the naysayers. They're like, hey, he's kind of like zooming in on all the – UFO territory. Some people are like, he's building a space hotel for aliens, you know. Um, but that's well, how are they going to book reservations if he's not online? I know, I know. Uh, but so he bought the ranch, and you know they've been recording the happenings there ever since. And that's just a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch. Well, what is the wow. Skinwalker? Well, the Skinwalker could be, as you talked about in that earlier episode, a trickster spirit. An ancient shaman with an immense powers. I, well, first of all, I've read the book and I recommend it. It's by George Knapp, who is the yes, authority on of course. this. And George Col- Knapp also hosted Coast to Coast. Yes, yes, he did. And uh, Colm Kelleher, uh, who was the de- he was the deputy of NIDS, and he he was assigned to this location, and they did all the the, the best scientific reporting on paranormal stuff. Um, but uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. But um, we were saying what the Skinwalker. Oh, the yes, was yes. Well, I, I I believe reading this book. What I loved is he, this guy's rocking on his chair, Terry the Rancher, and then he says, "I just look up in the sky, and a portal opens up to another dimension, like the swirling kind of vortex, like stuff you would only see in the movies." And so that's why, you know, I kind of feel like should I tell? I mean, I just feel like this is a cross-dimensional roads of the universe. Okay. I maybe what I'm have. missing. Yes. And I'm listening to this story and so I'm much scared. Here. No, and there is a lot. Is there a creature walking around that they go that's the skinwalker? Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Yes, what thank is you for the getting me here. Skinwalker? Well, so there's all Not kind- what the theory about. We'll get into the theory, but we well, don't. Nobody knows. So is the skinwalker the wolf? Is he nope, the blue wolf? No, orb? they've seen a lot of animals. Skip the the wolves are just. I mean, maybe he's a shapeshifter. You know, um, the they see a lot of different creatures. A lot of different. This is one of my favorite stories. I'm so glad you brought me this. So they bring like this hippy dippy like meditation guy out to figure out what's going on, and he goes out into the middle and he's into this like on his ranch and he starts meditating, and Terry sees in the in the woods what looks like 
the invisible predator from the movie. You know, Predator, the movie yes. where he gets like all invisible. So this thing's moving around in the trees and this dude's meditating. He sees the invisible creature come up to the meditating guy and the invisible creature roars something in his ear. Oh. And the meditation guy goes, get me out of here. And he runs literally to Terry. And Terry had to like hold him, hug him. That was and drive him off the road. That was just invisible creature speak for I want to make contact with yes. you. That's you right. seem That's sad. Right. Yes. I'm trying to reach out to I'm you. I'm trying to reach oh out. Oh my god. So there is they've Oof. they've seen this sort of shadowy being on mm-hmm. the ranch in along with all this other activity. Yeah, just right near. Mm-hmm. Here's some nine mile canyon. These are glyphs on the walls just outside of the ranch. Oh, oh my gosh. Ancient glyphs. Okay, so, well, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and then we're gonna ask Mary what the hell is it? okay we're back bigfoot collectors club um okay we just heard a story of high strangeness about a ranch where spooky stuff is happening and to this day deadly spooky stuff and uh, so mary uh that's a lot to unpack yeah i have the answer though this is what i'm asking what the hell was that listen what the hell was that look there's a lot of things going on it's clear i mean there's photographic evidence that there's a portal opening up and and the former owner claimed that he would see a portal mm-hmm. and then would this Bigelow guy see it well, well the, to, the, the research and the evidence they put it all up on Skinwalker Ranch you're there to take a look and peruse yourself and that's here's my here's my theory I mean I I fully believe that there's something ancient going mm-hmm. on there oh yeah there's some sort of I think you touched on it yeah, there's some sort of ancient force. I don't know if it would be tied to um, the Native American tribe nearby. I don't know if it would be tied to just that place. But mm-hmm. I do I do very firmly believe that there are some places that are just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's true <laughs> in... Uh, <laughs> I heard about in this scientific, in... <laughs> scientific terms. This place is just Look, weird. that's that's Stay what I think is going on. This place is weird. Um, but I have heard these stories about, like, in maps of early America, long before Europeans came in and settled it, um, maps of where certain uh, Native American tribes would be located, there were spaces in the country that... They just avoid it. Mm-hmm. There's spaces in West Virginia well, that are like that. Totally. And, you know, I would believe that in the West. I the, think this lore the story might... we did last week yeah. was in um uh it was in Virginia. Yeah. It was the or the oh wait, was it Kentucky? Might have been now Connecticut. We'll no. find out. Mm, see, I do this research and I forget. <sighs> but but it was another place where <laughs> yeah. this family was haunted by a spirit that I think really was there long before anybody else yeah. was. It's like almost nature you know, based. There's another Skinwalker Ranch in Connecticut, actually. I got a confirmation nod from Mary on yep, the Yeah, I pointed base. at him and I nodded. <laughs> they, uh, there's another place supposedly in Connecticut that's just like this ranch. A newer I've heard about that place. So, I've heard about uh, that place. Yeah, so, yes. a hot spot. I, I think that that, I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. As far as this Bigelow guy, I gotta tell you. I'll totally trust him. Yeah, who doesn't write an email? Well, who doesn't write an email, first of all? You got to get online. And second of all, um, it sort of feels like he's capitalizing Mm. on the eeriness of it, whereas I... And, and, you know, and who? I mean, maybe he's just a smart businessman for doing that, but I think... 
seems like a good plan. <laughs> mm. Let's buy a haunted farm. Yeah. All right, so we'll go hunt and make it even more haunted with photos and all this stuff. I think I think he is it's interesting to me that he is not living there. Mm-hmm. That he was like like interested enough in that space to um market it and make it sort of um a business out of it, but but not invested enough to live there. So I, I don't know. You want I, him to live there. I love that. Well, I, I think he there. should live there. Yeah, build a biodome of some yeah. kind. If you're going to go, go all the build way. Build a floating right. office building Above, there. Yeah, he's just get like, close to the portals. He's viewing the scary stuff from like a monitor's in his comfy chair with the <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, oh, exactly. that's scary. Mm-hmm. You I, know what? Give Check me more. the trunk of his car. You're going to find those six cats. That's right. right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we could trace it back. I mean, I, I think it would have connections to um, maybe some tribal things or maybe some Well, you know, that lore may have started way before the natives ever got there. Exactly. I showed you those glyphs on the canyon walls. Those weren't put there by the Native Americans. Maybe it's just a weird, a hot spot. Hot spot. All right. Well, that's the Skinwalker Ranch for you. Thank you, Bryce. You're welcome. That's spooky stuff. This has been a really spooky episode. Yeah, awesome. Super I'm spooky. sorry if you're Great listening one. to this before you go to bed, um, wow. but maybe we can uh, change the tenor of things. When we come back <laughs> right after this, we're going to go into our collector's corner. Great. And we're back. And we're back. I love it. We're back at Bigfoot Collectors Club, and uh, Mary, so Bryce and I uh, collect things. It's part, not just paranormal stories, but objects of, of affection, <laughs> little tokens and mm-hmm. trinkets. Uh, is there anything that you ever collected in your life? Look, I don't, I'm not much of a collector, but there was, there was a time actually when I was at Interlochen where and I would, every Sunday I'd take the bus to go to the mall. <gasps> Grand Traverse Mall. Grand Traverse Mall. And I would go into the, I was really into the Disney store and I would go in and I would buy, they would have these like commemorative nostalgic pins. Oh yeah. And I Mm -hmm. so wish I had kept them, but every week. Those are worth a lot of money now. I know, I know. But every week I'd go and I would buy some and I'd buy some and I'd buy, and I never wear them. I'd just like have them. So that, that would be the only thing that I've ever collected. Interlocking is also when I started collecting action figures because Whoa. new Star Wars figures came out. And I, too, would take the bus in every Monday because we had Mondays off, strangely. Yeah. We had Sundays and Mondays were our weekends at the time. And then we uh, we would go into the mall and I would go to the Target and I would start – I would always bring back a Star Wars <laughs> action figure every week. Yeah. So yep. we've shared a lot of special know, moments across a dimensional divide of time. Well, I wonder if Lois was a collector. And since we both had a had something happen with she's her, she's like, "I want to show you my toys." Yeah. She's like, "I really want some of these pins." Did you get I some want for to me? Touch the pins, <laughs> Daddy. I want to get the pins too. Oh yes, I should have said she when she said, "I want to touch you." It did go. I want to touch you or pins. Right, right. And right. I did. I left. You that ran part away out. too I'm fast. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're too scared. Cool. So, uh, Bryce, you said you have something to share with yes, the group I do. today. Check it out. It came out of your sock. 
this. What, what, what is that an M&M? Is that a gumball? <laughs> this was given to me. This by is the a, moment that I've discovered Bryce is actually insane. Yeah, I know. This is a little crazy, but you know I what? thought you were a little intense about I these stories. I am a little crazy. That's uh, why I love having you here, One but you great... just pulled a gumball out of your sock. Well, this is a white marble, and this was given to me by a great friend. His name is Chris Munch. How long was it in there? <laughs> I wanted to like grab it without making a lot of noise, you know, oh so God. Just out of my it sock. Up. Yeah, just pick it up. Oh, it came out of my sock. sock. I should just stop here. I think uh, we're done with this. Sir. Now I Wait, look what nuts. is this? Now I look nuts. <laughs> What's wait till you hear it's the It's a white marble. It. Okay. Yeah. So my great friend Chris Munch, and um he is an incredible filmmaker. He did a movie about Bigfoot called Letters from the Big Man. And during his time up in the Pacific North North Northwest researching, um, he had a lot of communication with uh with a family of Bigfoot and they would leave him gifts and they would stack things and they would leave rocks and uh it got to the point where um you know they started leaving white marbles and uh and he came back with a few and I, I had lunch with him and he's another paranormal buddy he's making a great movie right now on uh on the a- on oh, I can't on aliens and about their uh their interaction with uh past presidents um <laughs> but uh holy shit truth yeah. bombs dropping left I know. and right no i know so i i was having lunch and he i was like just kind of fast like he pulled it out too i was like a white gumball and did he, he pull was, it out of his yeah back? you know I, he might have uh no that was just me and he's like well they he's like you'll love this part he goes well they wanted you to have this one <gasps> and so they wanted you yeah to here have i'm gonna throw it to you oh catch gosh. it mary Hup! she caught it nice barely yeah Wow. Wait, I missed who was leaving these? I was uh, still thinking about this. Uh, the Bigfoot, Bigfoot family. family. Oh, Bigfoot family. family. No I way. think, you know, and I, yeah, the details might be blurry. I'm absorbing but, the energy. Thank but, you, uh, Yeah, I thought I'd bring that to share. You know why they pass these out? Because they don't wear socks. So they well, have... right. No, I know. You know, it was strange. I was up near the Bat Caves on Bronson Canyon walking uh-huh. with my family. I have a... And my son goes up this path and he finds... A white marble. No, I'm not kidding you. No, and I brought I brought it home too. It, you know, no. Yeah. Why is no one investigating <laughs> the white marble phenomenon? I don't know. Have it you could... ever had a scientist test what's in it? No, I believe he had somebody. Uh, you know, <laughs> Can do we some get research. Get to a lab. Yes, scientists. Will you test this? If you're listening, <laughs> right. we have a white marble that needs an examination. It's pure Bigfoot tumor. <laughs> no. Wow. Who knows what that is? But anyway, Bigfoot Collectors Club. Amazing. I love it. Oh, gosh. Okay, great. So um, we're going to throw up the, some of those pictures on uh, f- our Facebook page, Bigfoot Collectors Club. We'll put stuff up on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. Mm-hmm. You can also find us there on Twitter. If you have stories at home that you want to share with us and you'd like Bryce and I to read on the show, please email us at bigfootcollectorsclub at gmail.com. We're going to start doing listener file episodes. We want to hear from you. And, and we want some weird... I know everybody's got ghost stories. I've got ghost stories. If And, and if you have anything that's really weird, we want the really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like so- marbles that are in your socks. Sock yeah. marble stories. It just got so weird. Um, which is great. That's what this club is all about. Uh, before we go, I want to say thank you to Mary. Yeah, me too. Uh, thank you so much for coming. And Mary, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at mholland85 and on Instagram at maryhollandays. And and when does white horses or wild horses perform? I'm thinking about that marble still. Yes. <laughs> um, we our next show will be I'm not sure when when will this come out? This will be up uh 
This will be up by the end of two November. Weeks. Yeah, two oh, weeks. Oh, perfect. Okay, so our next um, Wild Horses show will be December 2nd. Perfect. Great. This yeah, is just in time. At UCB. Please come see that. And uh, awesome. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, that's that's it. Great. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Enough. And that is enough. Uh, Bryce, you, anything to plug? No, uh, just uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram. Follow us. Uh, you know, we'll see you there. And I'm at McMills on all the social meds. I want to thank Riley Bray, our sound engineer. <laughs> and our music is from the song Come Again by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs> Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.